0: And welcome into Pace the Nation. We're broadcasting back at Studio 1A here in downtown Arlington, the heart of Arlington County in Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley. We are back again, full crew, for episode number 85. And to my right, of course, it's Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up?
1: Um, there was a new report released today. Oh, man. With the sexiest cities in America. <laughs>
0: Where did Arlington come in?
1: Well, Arlington wasn't on the list, oh, but cuz it's a county, yeah. <laughs> um, where do you think DC was?
0: Sexiest cities. Right, uh,
1: that's kind of like I thought it was. Uh, weird. I'm going to
0: bring in Wayme Docs here. He's raising his hand. He's got an answer. It's our other co-host, Wayme Docs. Docs, what's up? Do you have an answer? What comes after last
2: place? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, second to last place. No, that comes before. Oh, okay
1: uh Well, I'll just tell you, DC was third, third. No way, behind Philadelphia and Detroit. No,
0: this is a unsexiest horrible, cities for sure. <laughs> horrible right? study. I
2: mean, come on. This this uh study was funded by the city councils of Washington <laughs> D.C., Philadelphia, and Detroit.
1: Well, Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's not sexy. That's no. cool. They're like, I think they're blue collar.
0: They're, that, yeah, exactly. That's like the opposite of sexy. You think of like Rocky running up the steps and I don't I don't know. And then Detroit, you think of like cars and <laughs> yeah. I don't
2: know. Some people find cars sexy for like G- General Motors and I don't know, Greece. Joanna, what's your top three?
1: Um, I, I don't know that I'm like well equipped to, to name top three sexiest cities but i would have thought miami would have been right in that's the top a three right that's a good point yeah i also would have thought los angeles right
2: i would agree with that
1: and maybe vegas okay
2: three for three i, like I that. think that's a okay. good top three i think you should give more confidence in your sexy cities <laughs> i
0: agree with those cities the counties i would say arlington comes in at number one
1: yeah, What? What? who else is on the list?
0: <laughs> I can't name. I, I can't name. Two Another many. county? <laughs> I'm sure I, I could if I thought about it. But uh,
2: Fairfax County. There you go. That's got to be up there. Is that though. on your list as well? <laughs> <laughs> That's number two
0: on your list? Montgomery County. There wow. You go. Farley's yeah. County yeah.
2: Uh, knowledge is, is just dropping like flies. <laughs> well, speaking of Montgomery County, we have a an uh,
0: uh, awesome guest today who is from Montgomery County.
2: I would have respected you more if you called him a sexy guest. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: he's he's that, too. Uh, excited to be joined by Montgomery County's own, Kellen Sung. He is a writer for The Washington Post, uh, and he wrote an article this week entitled A Sub-Two-Hour Marathon, Once Seen as Impossible, Could Happen Much Sooner Than Experts Thought. So he's going to join us and talk about that and talk about a lot more running-related. He... Um, Ran a little bit of high school track, but uh, has run run a few marathons, trained for a mile, and also interviewed and written about a lot of PTN guests. So Mm -hmm. it'll be fun to catch up with him.
2: And I like how his articles, when he interviews the PTN guests, is focused on the PTN <laughs> appearance. Hmm. I don't know if that's the case. We should ask well, him. I haven't, sure I haven't read the articles yet, <laughs> but I'm just assuming. <laughs> we should make
3: sure. Do you he, not have he a he subscription either? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Joanna, people don't know that joke yet because it hasn't happened on the <laughs> show. That's true.
0: Uh, also in today's show, Joanna's got a couple of stories. Uh One transportation-related, so we'll talk about her uh, odyssey getting over here to the studio today.
2: This is the only reason why I
0: tune in. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Uh, She is also... Do you know Joanna Dox is our liaison for... Yeah, that's her right there. I do know know Joanna. But, you know, she's our liaison for the GRC racing team. Uh So she's got a story GRC racing team related, so we're going to have her talk about that. Also, today's program... uh, you know, I, I, I told you guys I had a new training method last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a uh, fan of the show tweet us, and he may have debunked my training. Uh, new well, training method in one week.
2: Well, I tell you what. Uh, we can dedicate a lot of time to the debunking of Farley. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> yeah. a good use of our time. But it is the holiday season, guys, and we're going to talk more holiday next week's show.
0: I gave you kind of the do's and don'ts last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's time to go and buy... Uh, your Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever, uh, whatever holiday you celebrate, gifts, and a lot of folks are buying them online these days. And you know that Kellen's boss might actually be destroying retail. <laughs> yeah, is that too h- is that too harsh of a statement?
1: Uh, no. I, I mean, I don't think so. And, and I don't know if
0: he's his direct boss or not, but you know. who probably, the, He probably <laughs> reports directly to him. <laughs> yeah, People they have, don't they know have, who you're talking about. They and have a know, coffee meeting every <laughs> morning. <laughs> you know who owns the Washington Post now is Jeff Bezos, who is, uh, I guess, the owner of Amazon mm-hmm. or is, runs Amazon. And he is flipping retail upside down. So I wonder if Kellen does have a coffee me- meeting with Jeff Bezos.
1: I I almost feel because obviously Jeff Bezos is a listener of the show, but now I feel like he's gonna uh, feel like you challenged him to a duel. Right. That's I know. Uh, that's how I felt that came across. So are you are you ready for that?
2: Um, what kind of duel are we talking? If it was a race, yes. A retail duel. <laughs> no, not a retail duel. <laughs> He's going to say, I was kind and, and let you uh, survive, but I That's, can bury you now that I'm prob- aware of you. He, pr-
0: he probably he probably could. Uh, but I, I just made that reach of a connection that Jeff Bezos, Kellen's boss, ultimately he is his boss, and how uh, Amazon has flipped retail upside down. Uh, have you guys done your done your Christmas sh- or or holiday shopping as we sit here on December fifteenth?
1: I've done a lot of it, and none of on it on Amazon. Ha- none of it on Amazon. Good for you. I did have to buy one thing on eBay.
0: Okay, that's that, that's that's fair. I mean, no offense to Kellen's boss. Is it for me? Uh, no. Because uh. we are doing our Yankee swap next week, so yes. it might be for you but you're not sure yet.
2: The Yankee swap, uh, we don't know who we're getting for it yet. Uh, I don't think you understand how Yankee swap works. <laughs> anyway, um, I have done zero shopping so far. 0 Mm-hmm. I think we're getting a group gift from my dad. Oh, I have to cut that out. He listens sometimes. Okay, yeah. And so I owe my sister money, but I haven't even paid my sister money yet, so <laughs> technically I haven't gotten anything. Wow, okay. So... You guys, I said we wouldn't talk too much about the
0: holidays because that's Mm -hmm. for next week's show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you guys get each of your siblings, your parents, an individual gift? Do you uh, group up with, with, uh, or are you assigned to one person? How does it work in the... Russo household.
1: So we, uh, we've we always traditionally gotten, because there's only four of us, so we've always gotten each other gifts. Um, and my brother used to get me uh, the little geisha fans every year mm-hmm. when we mm-hmm. were kids. Um, <clears throat> and then one year, we tried to do a Secret Santa where we pick names out of a hat. But because my brother is married and my parents are married, right? they ended up getting gifts for their significant others, even if that wasn't who they picked out of the hat. So it was really just me that showed up to Christmas <laughs> with one gift. <laughs> and- then a big
2: winner.
1: <laughs> yeah. I well, kind of, but I felt bad, so well, we don't you do that felt anymore. Like a big loser. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So now we just get gifts for everyone.
2: Docs, how's it work in the docs household? Yeah, I mean, right now everybody just gets everybody something. It's really exciting. Okay, I'm sure you 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 haven't sh-
0: started shopping yet, but I'm sure you go all all out for your nieces. Yeah. Former former hosts of
2: the program, you got to get them something. Have they been on the show? <laughs> I'm gonna call that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to buy them this morning, but then you, you changed the schedule yeah. and now I, so that's when I, I was going to get my, my shopping. I, I appreciate you guys, uh, making
0: accommodations, uh, for, for the ever changing schedule, uh, for the podcast. All right. Um, we will talk more, uh, Christmas next week. We'll have a Christmas themed show, uh, hoping to have intern Kelly on. So that, that'll be a fun show. And you'll finally explain to me how this Yankee swap works. So I uh, look forward. to You that get too. the worst present. <laughs> okay. That's how it works, <laughs> okay. based on
2: the seat that you're sitting in, and that's a random draw. There's nothing we can do about it. All right. Well, I don't know how good uh, the Yankee swap will translate onto a podcast, but we'll we'll give it a we'll give it an attempt.
1: I thought you did a Yankee sh- swap with.
0: He
2: does. Well, I know oh, okay. We do. He knows. Yeah, he I know he how it he works. just in every year he doesn't know how the rules work. Yeah, okay. I know. I, I I I pretty much know how it works. Actually Yankee swaps people have different rules. Yeah. yeah. Like depending on you know, and there's there's certain like rules about stealing or this person gets this and this person gets this and like whenever we do the Kai Shai gift swap, it always seems like like this guy like somebody always changes the rules every year, slight variation. And like if you really think about it through the haze of beers, you're like, wait a minute, I think he just manipulated the thing right. because he had the <laughs> lowest card. What the hell?
0: Well, There's only four of us. I think that we can stick to the rules uh, for next week, but it will be fun. All right, next, guys, excited to be joined by Washington Post writer. It's Kellen Sung. He works in the sports department and contributes to the early lead in the D.C. sports bog. He also covers tennis and running in the D.C. area. So he's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. Welcome back to the program, and now, guys, we are excited to be joined by Washington Post writer, Kellen Sung. He joins us in studio. Kellen, what's up, man? How are you?
4: I'm great. How are you guys?
0: Great. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. Uh, from the Washington Post, it says, you work in the sports department and contribute to the early lead in the D.C. sports bog. Uh, you cover tennis and, for our purposes, running in the D.C. area. So right. uh, you are the guy...
4: All things running at the Washington Post, right? Pretty much. I'm kind of known as the runner at the, the, the sports department, which is kind of scary because in high school, I definitely was not the runner. <laughs> well, well, I do want to get into your
0: running because you've run a few marathons. You you trained for a mile. So I want to talk about that. But before you came on, I was talking to these guys about who actually owns your paper now. And it's Jeff Bezos, is that right? Jeff he, Bezos, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Bezos, he is Mister Amazon. Mm-hmm. He's destroying retail because the, <laughs> way he, the way he's flipping retail upside down, as I talked about before, he came on the show with these guys. But
4: uh, you've never met Jeff Bezos, right? No. So he's come into I, I'm not way that's right way he's, way he's, way above he's, my he's, pay scale. Right, uh, right, right. He he's come in a couple times, to give him like Q and A and talks with the newsroom. Um, he's met obviously met with like the top editors and with our publisher so no i personally have not met him uh, <laughs> yeah but that's, he, a,
2: that's a ridiculous question that farley's asking <laughs> no, <I know>. he <laughs> hasn't met any of his employees at, yeah. at pacers <laughs> that's, a, that's <laughs> a good
0: point docs <laughs>
2: Well, we had you on here.
0: The The article is a sub-two-hour marathon. Once seen as impossible could happen much sooner than experts thought. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of your other writings that you've done at the Post. But as we mentioned, you you were a runner. You went to Walter Johnson High School uh, locally here. So love that you're a local guy. Uh, ran some track there, but weren't wasn't really, really into it until after school. Is
4: that right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd say... I mean, not to, you know, go too far back in, into my running, my quote unquote running background, but yep. I I only did three seasons of, of track. So two indoor seasons and uh, one outdoor season in uh, my senior year mm-hmm. and never varsity. I mean, that was, it was all kind of just like to, to stay in shape for just to stay in shape. Yep. And then uh, when I tried to get into it in college, it just never happened. It just, <laughs> I tried a couple times. I, I lived like 10 feet from the gym i was like oh this is perfect like right. i have an indoor track like i'll definitely go start running you know sign for a high five case nope it just <laughs> i couldn't do it uh it, i did read somewhere that you took a jogging class
0: at at university of maryland you went to university of maryland yeah did you actually get credit for a jogging class
2: because <laughs> i wish there was a jogging cra- class at uva i needed those credit hours so, can we use the whole rest of the time to talk about this jogging class yeah I, I, absolutely let's do this
4: to do a 20
2: minute jogging <laughs> okay. class section session yeah. <laughs> no but it was I'm a serious. Real pla- it serious I've, real- I've got about 50 <laughs> follow-up questions yeah. right. including Farley's. did you get credit for that yeah
4: i think i think it was either one or two credits it wow. might have been two credits because it was like one of the it, so there's like beginner so we had these activity courses and we have it was beginner intermediate or advanced and i was like i'm definitely not doing jo- advanced <laughs> jogging so i think i signed up for intermediate <laughs> and so i think intermediate and advanced you got two credits and me beginner you got one nice and uh I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I mentioned this in my my article, but that jogging class may have been my final straw in terms of running right. in college, because it was. Uh, it was in the middle of the day, and I had like early classes, so I came back from like eight, you know, nine a.m. eight a.m. classes, and I would take like a nap, and then I'd always have to like wake up from my nap to go jogging to jogging class, and right. I was like, I really don't this go is the last to this thing I want this class to do right now. Yeah. So it was after the jogging class, I just. I was like, I don't want to run anymore. So I think that was, I think that might have been my junior year. And I just, after that, I just decided to what, stop running. What,
1: what time of year was this? Was this like spring semester when it started to get warm that you're taking this jogging class at noon?
4: Yeah, it was, I think it was spring. I, or, you know, I remember it being cold, so I'm not sure. Okay. I don't have, it, it wasn't an excuse. Like the weather was not an excuse. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> well, AU does have a jogging class as oh, well. Gosh. Yeah. And um, I actually took a soccer class. My wow! Senior year? I would
4: take soccer, jogging, any
0: sort of. I wish so, there was one, oh one, two, oh one, three, oh one, all those.
4: <laughs> there was actually uh, not to get off. Um, we running. already are, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, so I was a in undergrad, I was a kinesiology major. So we were required to take like eight to ten credits or something like that of activity courses. So we, I took bowling, I took trampoline, I took <laughs> wow. uh, oh. basketball, tennis. So we. I took like all this the activities. This courses. is my <laughs> kind of curriculum. This is amazing.
0: Uh, nice, nice, nicely done. Uh, but you did, you did finally get into running a little more seriously after college, and decided to attempt to run a five thirty mile. And after a summer training, did you do it? Were you able to accomplish
4: it? Yeah. So that was my so my senior year of high school. Um, I wanted to. So I did outdoor track and. My mile time was like you know low sixes, and I just threw out five thirty. You know I was like five thirty sounds like a like a solid yeah, mile, a mile fast time. time man yeah. So I was like I, I think I can do that. And then I you know I took senior year pretty seriously in my standards. And uh, the county B meet I ran a five forty eight. So I peaked out at okay. five forty eight. That was like the hardest I've ever ran. I felt like I was like going to black out. And so, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so I was like yeah that's that's my peak. Like I can't you know I'm that's I'm not going any faster. So then after college, you know, we all moved back home and I grew up in the Bethesda area and some of my really good friends are like top notch, like former collegiate runners. Mm -hmm. And so I started hanging out with them again. Uh, One of them ran for UVA, Andrew Jessen, who's a top runner from the area. One of my good friends, Danny George, who is a former D3 runner and Mm -hmm. now does marathons and stuff. And so I started hanging out with them and, I'm, you know, running would occasionally come up and I was like... There's no reason that I'm, you know, what 20, 21, 22, and I'm young, healthy. There's no reason why I can't run a 5:30 mile. So I made that my goal that year. And both, both Andrew and I were semi unemployed after college. We weren't doing that much. He, I think he was like working for Muscle Milk or whatever, right, <laughs> coaching right. at, at Georgetown Prep. <laughs> yeah. And so I kind of just recruited him to coach me, and he gave me like workouts, and I w- wake up at like. 11 a.m. and be like, text Andrew, hey, what's the workout today? And he, he texts me back, and i just go to WJ track and do the workout.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, you, you notice he said he woke up at 11 a.m. That that's good living. So you had this college
4: coach who was working you out. Were you able to break that 530 barrier? We had, I don't, this MCRC puts on a, a Montgomery County uh, the road racers. Road uh, runners, that, yeah. Road runners, yeah. So they, they put on a couple track meets throughout the summer. The first one was the Midsummer Night's Mile, and that was kind of my time trial. So I ran, I think five five forty eight again. Okay. So I ran my. So after like maybe like a couple weeks of training, I ran like a five five forty eight again. I was like, I don't. This is my this is my peak. I can't go this lower. This just isn't for you. Yes. Yeah. But uh, you know, I I kept going at it. I kept I trained pretty hard for. There was another meet at the end, of, about the end of August. So I trained pretty hard with 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 Andrew. Uh, and then between those meets he i ran like a 537 on like a time trial and i felt great Mm -hmm. that's the strongest i've ever felt running running a mile and then uh (laughs) the going green mile i andrew wasn't there usually he paces me Mm -hmm. he would pace me before before we do our mile and like the last 200 meters he just let me go right and so (laughs) i don't think my friend would like me telling the story but my uh Andrew was out of town that week and so my other good friend Danny George was the, the pacer and uh so he's he like I got you like don't worry about it. like you know you we, you're totally going to break 530 so he took me out I um on the first 800 and I looked at the clock and it said 236 I was like that's my 800 PR yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is going right, to happen right right, right. <laughs> so I I kind of imploded the last two laps and uh ran up 533 okay and so the week a uh, week later, Andrew came back, and I told I was like, "Hey, man, like I I couldn't do it." He's like, yeah, "Let's go to the track. Let's go to Walter Johnson's track." So we did like kind of a time trial, and so he paced me for the you know three and a half laps, and the watch said five thirty point one. Wow! So, so I ran a, that's my PR. It's a five thirty point
1: I'll I, I'll give it to you. That's yeah. basically
0: that is a five thirty. <laughs> I, I think it counts. Uh, yeah, it <laughs> counts.
1: Okay, so after so after you ran a five thirty mile, you started working for the Washington Post
4: yeah so i think the 530 mile was in 2011 and then that was in between undergrad and grad school and that's when i was starting to do like um uh, journalism internships and freelance writing since i didn't uh major in journalism as an undergrad i knew i wanted to go back to school for that mm. and so in 2013 i went back to Grad school in journalism at the Uni- University of Maryland.
2: How many jogging courses did you take <laughs> when you did your your journalism <laughs> curriculum?
4: Unfortunately, it was only a one uh, you know one year program, so there was not space for jogging class. But
0: yeah, well, that's that, That's okay. I think uh, so. You finally you run the five thirty mile. I get it. You get serious about life. You go back to school, get this uh, journalism degree, and then you start working for. The Washington Post. And I grew up, you know, in Arlington. You grew up here in the area. Doc's grew up in the area. The Washington Post, you know, was just a huge uh, part of everyone's day. First thing in the morning, you get up. Uh, you read the sports scores or, you know, I think that's what we, I don't know what you had in New Jersey, but uh, the New York times, Oh, okay. oh I heard, I've, heard, I've heard of that, Never one. Heard of that? that? <laughs> yeah. but you know, it was a huge part of, of our day and of our, of our lives to have this nice brick and mortar uh, Washington post paper in your hands every morning, which was pretty cool. So yeah, I, I still think that the Washington post is, is just uh, you know, a huge brand and
4: pretty cool that you're working there. Was that
0: a dream? How cool was that to to start working at the Post?
4: I, I appreciate it. Yeah, it was definitely uh, you know a, a dream of mine, of definitely a goal of mine. I think uh, in grad school when people asked me you know what I want to do, I said I want to work at the Washington Post, and so you know and and I did some sports writing uh, during grad school, and so yeah, it was it was it is an honor to to work there, and so um, yeah, I mean like. Like you, you, I, my parents were subscribers; they still are subscribers. Uh, I so, would hope so. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> keep and, our son in uh, in a job here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, no, it's 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 really cool. I, I get to um, you know I get to cover two of the sports that I, I I really love in tennis and running, and so in the past I'd say more so in the past maybe year and a half, I started covering more of the, the running running beat in the, in the local area. And so, yeah, it's, it's cool. I got to do really cool stories and I got to meet, you know, cool athletes and cool people. And so it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You've crossed over actually a lot
0: of our, a lot of your articles and you can find all those articles online. They uh, archive all those articles. Really cool to go back and and see all the, all your writings. Uh, But a number of guests that we've had on the show, uh, Kate Grace, Matthew Sentuett, Sarah Brown, Molly Huddle. I really like your interview with Kate Grace, and the part about her mom being a fitness icon in the '80s. Um, and then you went out and did a workout with the, with <laughs> with with that North Cow yeah. uh, uh, team, which was incredible in itself too. Yeah, talk talk about. I mean, was that one of your favorite
4: articles, or tell us some about some of your favorite articles you've done? I think that was probably the most fun I had reporting for sure uh that and so the story behind that is uh, i was going out with my parents to near the sacramento area for vacation and i remember reading that there was like a norcal uh you know professional you know track club Mm -hmm. so i reached out to the coach drew Wardenberg, and said well first i asked my editors i was like hey you know this is like elite track group out in sacramento i'll be there for like a week do you want me to try run with them and like you know we're, and they're like yes absolutely and
1: they're like you've run a 530 mile you're ready for yeah. this <laughs> exactly. yeah
4: right i think they're uh, yeah in, in their you know in their, in their minds i'm a runner but again really you are that. the runner at the right. washington <laughs> post they don't realize what kate grace and some of those <laughs> other folks how, how fast they are actually running i should mention they are definitely a lot faster runners <laughs> at the post but it, it but right you know, i think in general i probably run more than sure. most people yeah um uh, or on average, but yeah. So anyways, I, I, the editors were all, all on board and they were like, yeah, you should wear a GoPro. You should like, you know, just like come really just like document this trip. So I reached out to the coach Drew Wernenberg I was like, Hey, you know, this is what I have in mind. Like, uh, can you, can we set something up? And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, I was, once we get closer, we'll, I'll send you like a couple of the workouts, what we're going to do. And, um, and so <laughs> and maybe like a week before I had run like a 66 second fi- 400 that's moving out yeah. for me. That's, that's just, uh, yeah. I, 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 was, I had to double check. I was like, this can't be, no, I don't for, think we ran 400 meters for every, for all of our listeners. That's moving, man. Yeah. That's fast. And so I was like, yeah, I, I'm ready. Let's, I, I, I think i can do this, but in my mind being ready was hang on with them for half, half right. the workout. Right. And so, you know, kind of long story short, I go out there and, um, and so Kate Grace and Leanne Farber we're doing like 600 or not 600, 400, 200 repeats. And so doing four of them. So I felt like that was a good way to gauge where I measured up with them.
0: Yeah. Much better than going out and doing mile repeats yeah. with yeah. them <laughs> where they're probably running like <laughs> five, 10 pace per mile. Well, yeah.
4: well, Kim Conley was doing like a law, lo- a long run. Right. And I was like, no, that's, that's, that's not, that's yeah, no, not for you. Right. So yeah, I, I, you know, I went out there and they're just so nice and really welcoming. Um, I did the workout. And I chronicled that in my article, but <laughs> I was able to hang on with them for one rep. Yeah, you can
0: watch the video online. Uh, it's good. you You hang in there for the for the rep. there's there's someone else videoing you and then your GoPro footage as well, which was really cool. But towards the end, you were kind of fading a little bit compared to what those guys were doing. Yeah, I. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, any anybody would. Let's be honest. Kate, Kim, those right. both made the Olympic team. It's, so it on. was
4: funny because right, uh, it's in um, a separate like video on YouTube where I interviewed Kate before our workout, and I asked her, I was like, you know, how long do you think I can, can last with you guys? She's like to be honest, I don't even think you can do one. I was like, yeah. oh. wow, that's pretty rough. But all right, I appreciate your honesty. And so you know, I I think I proved her wrong you somewhat. Did. I think, uh, yeah. but I didn't. I was not able to do half. My goal was to do half of their workout at at the time that it was prescribed. And then um, I I've, I've written a, a couple articles about Kate since then. But then um, I tweeted at her. I think after Olympics, and she was like, Oh hey, by the way, I. I I meant to tell you that was like an easy workout for us. <laughs> <laughs> so she's brutally honest and yeah. I, I totally, Got totally respect that, that, but it's uh it was, yeah,
2: it was pretty brutal. <laughs> well, you, you'd expect her to be brutally honest in the moment, but for her to hang on to that dig for three months. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah. I, well, hey, she, d- come on. Yeah. Well, she, I think she didn't want to, you know,
4: to tell me that soon after to give me like, you know, a period where I can like, Reflect on it, and now the you know, grace period is God, and right. so she could be honest. Finally, he's a writer. Yeah. yeah <laughs> All right.
0: Well, we'll get into maybe some other articles, but I did want to touch on your, your article that came out this week. Uh, it's a sub-two-hour marathon. One scene, as impossible, could happen much sooner than experts thought. Uh, it's in this week's Washington Post online. Did it come out in the print version as well? Uh, it. I think it is planned for this weekend. Awesome. So look, look for that for the, the, this weekend. Uh, a two-hour marathon. I mean, most of our, our listeners are going to think two-hour marathon. Two-hour half marathon would be impressive. Uh, so a two-hour marathon is coming through, pretty easy math, the half marathon in one hour or less, and then finishing up in one hour or less for the second half.
2: Farley, could you go 45 minutes for the first half marathon and then an hour 15 for the second half?
0: <laughs> you could do 45 minutes for the first half, which I think is probably that's recommended, not, right? Not, not humanly possible.
2: Well, that's what they said about a sub-two-hour marathon.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, but you do have to go 114.59 for the second All right, second stop half. talking yeah. to me. I'm just trying to <laughs> make light of yeah, your math. Right. So the two-hour marathon is some sort of Nike secret Project that was announced Monday. Tell us about what they're doing and how they're going to get there.
4: Yeah, so it was announced Monday. I think Runner's World and Wired both had access, and so they they broke the story. But basically, Nike had been working uh, in 2013, according to their, their press release. And starting 2013, they were trying to design a shoe specific for the marathon. And then a year later, they uh, you know kind of transition into planning for this sub two hour marathon with these three elite, uh, Nike marathon runners. And so I actually, the reason why this, this subject was so interesting to me besides, you know, I'm interested in running is that I actually read Ed Caesar's book. He's a British author called two hour marathon. Mm -hmm. And, um, I read his book last year. I think it was published October, 2015. And so, you know, I, I, had known a little bit about this, this, you know, this idea. And so I actually was able to speak with, with Ed on the phone uh, on Monday, but yeah, Nike, you know, I don't think they're the only ones, you know, they're, they're obviously the biggest company that's, that's kind of pushed this, but it's not. And if you look online, I think there's kind of two ways to look at it is that it doesn't sound like it's going to be a verified, you know, course or anything like that but it sounds like they're going to try to eliminate any kind of environmental factors and like try to choose a, you know, maybe an ideal weather day in the spring and maybe like a flat course with a lot of pacers. So they're just trying to eliminate any, any, as Ed calls it, contingencies, uh, to, to break this two hour marathon in next spring. I believe next spring is their. their So they're talking
0: about next spring 2017, which the, the Caesar said, I mean, it wouldn't be possible for another you know, another 10, 15 years from now is what his opinion was, correct?
4: Right. So based on the, his book and, and when I spoke with him um, on Monday, he said the general consensus among researchers and experts is like the next 20 years, you know, and I think that's, uh, that, that. you know, they're, they're they're calling it the moonshot marathon. In the book, he kind of outlines this moonshot marathon where, You know, you're at sea level, you're running a flat course, you're all these pacers. So you're eliminating all these, you know, factors that you have in like normal road race marathons. And so even with that idea, I think no one was projecting or very, very few were projecting as early as 2017. I think, I think two, you know, 20 years within that 20 years range was kind of more realistic. And the
0: average pace, if someone had to run or wanted to run, and you know, we talked about your 530 mile, the average pace for that two-hour marathon would be 434 pace. And I believe the world record is somewhere around 441 pace, uh, which is about 13 miles an hour. Uh, so do
4: experts think this is physically possible? So uh – Depends on who you ask. Right. So I think that, you know, m- my article quotes in and, and Ed's uh, book, you know, talks to him a lot. But one of the first guys to, to kind of set a time limit was m- Michael Joyner. Mm-hmm. And he, it was a paper published in a professional journal uh, for phys- uh, physiology in 1991. So in 1991, he pr- predicted 157.58. And I read a Runner's World, or sorry, Sports Illustrated interview with him. And he said that he want, he hopes to see that in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think people, you know, it really it really seems like people or experts believe it's not a matter of if, but definitely a matter of when.
2: How old is he?
4: He's 58. Okay. So he's 58. Lifetime. So if lifetime, what, 30, 30 years? Sorry, yeah. Plus 30 years on that? that 30, little, 40 years? I love your
0: optimism. Yes, <laughs> I think so. Uh, yeah, so I mean, so if 157, 58 is physically possible, but he's talking about a number of years because as the marathon, if you look at the marathon world record, it obviously progresses as we get faster. And, you know, there's probably, you know, a lot of a lot of reasons, but the training gets better, the tools get better, all those things. But by this spring, that just seems kind of crazy.
2: Do you think that it will be like the four-minute barrier in the mile That that after these guys break it in this spring, assuming that they do break it this spring, that in the next year you'll have like 20, 25, 30 people breaking two hours?
4: I probably, you know, I'm not, definitely not like a, you know, sci- scientist or expert on, on, on that, but... But
2: you did take uh, jogging one That's right. So you are the furthermost authority in the room.
4: I can completely speak on this with, with yeah. all the authority. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I don't, you know, I think that there might be kind of a snowball effect. You know, I... You know, I think with something like this, with you know the four-minute mile, you know, once you see someone do it, I think everyone's just more motivated. You know, I I, I can't speak for professional runners, but it seems like, and the pressure's on. I think once someone once someone does it, the the pressure is on to do it. And I think those things do have an effect. Um, but yeah, I you know, 2017 is very soon. I just you know, I I talked to Met Kofleski, also an article, and he was kind of. I had to explain to him what the the, the project was, and he was just kind of he was kind of laughing, like you know that's he's like it's going to happen eventually, but there no one shaves off three minutes off their marathon, you know PR yeah. you world
0: know, record. And he's a guy who who would know. But Nike's a big company and has done amazing things, and you know for those runners out there who know how difficult it is to show up on a single day and all the factors that. You know whether it's the weather, whether it's you just don't feel good on that day. There's so many different factors, and that's what Nike's going to try to control, just to reiterate your point from before. And having a number of pacers throughout the race, meaning that they would be people who, who you could draft off of, uh, the course would be optimal, where it would be maybe a little bit downhill, just all these factors that would make it, a lot more reasonable to to believe that you could do it but it would not be an official record for the record books is that correct
4: i I don't believe so the wall street journal mentioned in their article um that it won't you know it won't be a world world record course so it won't be like a verified IAAF course so my understanding uh, you know nike could change things i don't know they have the power to do so to to find like a course Uh, But it sounds like it's going to be a Nike design course, which eliminates a lot of the factors that you just mentioned.
1: And the Let's Run message boards also confirmed that it will not be a world record course. Well, speaking (laughs) of... Do you read Let's Run?
4: (laughs) Uh, uh, yes, Yes and no. So after... I don't, should I get into Does it into give you this? a
1: headache to read Let's Run sometimes? I, as, <laughs> as a professional writer? <laughs>
4: no, they, I mean, they have good articles and they, they, I think they, they include really good uh, t- links.
1: Oh, and I'm talking about the message boards. Oh, course. the message board. No, I stay <laughs>
4: far, far away from the message boards. Yeah. Well, I,
0: I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the message board. What I think about what's funny about some of these, these articles you read, I mean, great articles. You've got a number of them. I mean, there's dozens and dozens of articles that Callen's done but the comment sections are I, I do you read the comment sections on the washington
4: post articles uh s- n- pr- no more more known and yes it's uh it, but it also depends on the article mm-hmm. so if we write something you know weighing in on some politics it's it's just best to stay away from it and yeah it, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I would say, um, you know,
0: I mean, some of them are, they, everybody's trying to have a hot take here on this, on this comment section. Uh, and it's similar to the let's run.com message board. And one of the guys on here said that, uh, it's extremely unhealthy to run marathons. I thought that was pretty funny. Another guy did the old, uh, 26 miles. Uh, you know, I can, I can barely, uh, drive that far. Or he said it typically takes me about ten to fifteen minutes, and he's—I'm sure he's probably talking about driving. Anyways, I was just curious that um, whether you you uh, read them because I know you've responded to uh, a few of these messages on on these comment sections.
4: So yeah, I, for some stories, I'll read the first few and then you know, talk myself out of reading the rest of them because I think it gets progressively worse. And I think that happened with my marathon article, my first person marathon article uh, about the Marine Corps marathon a couple years ago where the first couple were supportive and and nice. And then it got progressively like you are a terrible runner. You should just quit. (laughs) Right, Right. Well, this article was a sub two
0: hour marathon. Once seen as impossible could happen much sooner than experts thought uh, we're hoping to see that uh, this weekend in the print version, but it's certainly online. Uh, you mentioned your article about uh, you chronicling your marathon effort two years ago where you're trying to break four hours. Uh, you ran 4.06. Um, was that tough to kind of put yourself out there and give everybody details of you know, the struggles, the ups and downs, and all that that it takes to run a marathon? Yeah,
4: so... Um, before the marathon, my editor, Glenn Yoder, uh, he's one of the digital editors at the Washington post. He, you know, he approached me. He's like, Hey, do you want to write like a, a first person piece about your experience? I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. That's, that sounds cool. I, I, and in my mind and throughout most of the race, I was bu- building a narrative in my head, like like, like crafting an, like a narrative of what I would write. Right. I don't know if that's the best like race strategy, No, probably uh, not. but you know, in the whole, the whole time I was thinking of you know, writing a kind of a piece about how I went from, you know, I, I didn't, I may mention this in the article, but in elementary school, I was the second slowest kid in, in all of my grade. Wow. You know, I, we had a uh, kind of just like a field day where we went around the grass loop. And I remember finishing second to last. And the the person who finished last was wearing, I think, you know, at that time, what in the early nineties, he baggy pants was, was thing. Right. So he was wearing like huge, huge, baggy like you know break dancing whatever pants <laughs> and so the whole, he spent the whole time trying to keep them up so that's the guy i beat <laughs> um so anyway so i my in my head i was going to be like how i went from the second slowest runner in elementary school to a sub four <laughs> marathoner and that's not how it worked out
2: did you ever consider going to like one of those montgomery all comers meets and just handing out baggy pants <laughs> <laughs> to, to the competitors and starting hey i've I sure got I- you these it's a little present uh try it on <clears throat>
4: Yeah, I, I'll I'll do that in my next mile yeah. race. I think. <laughs> well, four oh six, you're right there,
0: man. You've run the last three Marine Corps marathons. I trust you can break it because you run a five thirty
2: mile. You can definitely run <sighs> faster. That's that's, that's that's the hope. That's the plan. I. <laughs> so I have some advice for you. Okay, you need to set your your goals further further down than what you really want to get. So if you want to break four hours. And you should be like I, yeah. I want to break three forty five right <laughs> because you you just keep coming really close to these targets <laughs> That's that you're right. setting you're right. so if you if you set your targets past where you really want to get so you so you should be like five fifteen mile uh three forty five marathon that might work or I would just crash and burn and finish much <laughs> slower well, I'm not saying that you you adjust any strategy I'm just saying that that you like you know, uh, put that out there I like goal. I like, as, your, uh, I as I like goal. your line
0: of thinking, Docs. Uh, maybe instead of Andrew coaching you, Docs can coach you for the next one. <laughs> <line. laughs> Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you've wrote some uh, really cool articles, like we said, about a number of Pace the Nation guests in the past. One of our favorite guests, well, both of them, Matthew Sentowitz Sr. and Jr. Uh, what's your experience been with uh, the gold medalist
4: and his uh, his unique father? Yeah, so I I got to know both them through just re- reporting and or writing articles, and uh, both of them were at the National Press Club a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, and so yeah, I you know I've my story with uh, the older Centrowitz is that in grad school I was doing a project about sub four sub four miler's, mm-hmm. and I wanted to speak with Coach Centrowitz, <laughs> and uh, I don't think I've written about this story before, but it it was. He, I called him, and the first thing he says, like, if you, if you, if you're gonna come in and interview me, don't be late. I and so it. I was, I, <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I was left like school like an hour early just to go see him, and then like I end up forgetting my microphone, and so I go had to go to like their TV oh audio man. department. So I showed up like sweating to Matt Senterwood's office, but I was seven minutes early, nice. and he said he was like, oh, you're early, I like that. <laughs> so since then, I think off on the right foot. Well exactly. done. So I think since then, you know coach has as has a good impression on me because I was seven minutes early to our interview <laughs> that's awesome but uh yeah no both you know they're both local guys I you know the post has written about them a, a, a bunch and you know obviously being a gold medalist uh they're they're both you know very charismatic yeah. I'll w- I put it that way they're both extremely charismatic in their own way no 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 question uh yeah Co- coach is one of my yeah one
0: of one of our our good friends and he's been on the show a couple times and there's always a story that is you can unearth with Coach Sentuett. So, I, I would encourage you to interview him anytime because I'm sure there's just new stuff <laughs> all day. the time, every day, every day, Because I don't know what I, I mean, and they're all true stories. They're all true stories, and they're super compelling. And um, you know, he's just a, he's a great interview. So, uh, yeah, he's he's awesome. Matthew Sentowitz awesome. Uh, you interviewed uh, I mentioned earlier uh, Kate Grace and and the story of her mom being a fitness icon. When we interviewed Kate on our program, I don't know why we didn't touch on that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, dis- I'm disappointed in our, uh, in us for not touching on that. But what did, what was her, what's the story with her mom? What did she do? She was some 80, I, you yeah. know, I saw, I saw actually, um, Chris Everett, uh, Chris Everett, the, the, the famous tennis player, like, Tweeting about yeah. how Kate Grace's mom was an inspiration to her. Yep.
4: yep. So, in the, I didn't know this until uh, after I spoke, I first met Kate, but her mom, Kathy Smith, was a very pretty famous like fitness icon in the 1980s. And this is, she, Kate's done a, a bunch of interviews where, you know, and her mom as well. With There's a, you know, New York Times piece uh, with her mom, which, you know, she, didn't have the same opportunities Kate has now or, or, you know, mm-hmm. female athletes have now. So, you know, she was probably extremely at, you know, she still is extremely athletic and probably could have been, you know, a top runner or any sport she got herself into. But I think the opportunities weren't there for, for women that, you know, at that time. So she became a fitness like instructor and she did like these VHS videos and stuff. So if you go online, YouTube, Kathy Smith fitness, there's like do- dozens oh, of know. like stuff. And, it's incredible. I mean, she's like, you know, uh, and then Chris Effort tweeted that she Kathy Smith was
2: her inspiration. Her I, kind of like fitness
4: idol growing That's up. Awesome.
2: And the wardrobe is amazing. <laughs> the wardrobe is pretty incredible. Uh, leg warmers, <laughs> leotards, everything is like exactly what you think would be in like Olivia Newton-John yeah, video.
0: Definitely worth Googling.
1: Um, well, one of my favorite articles that you've written was about um, after the election um, and Parks and Rec. So can you talk a little bit about, yeah. about I, that? I don't
0: I, so I, I don't know this Parks. Do you guys watch Parks and Rec? Oh yeah. 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 I, I'm sure probably a lot of our audience does. Yeah. I don't watch it, so you're going to have to dumb it down to okay. me. Okay. It, it, <laughs> well, it's not on anymore, but oh, when no. it was on, okay. we watched okay. it. Okay. So yeah.
4: I I was I watched that show obsessively and like I only watch a couple my friends make fun of me. I only watch a couple of TV shows and they're all sitcoms and I'll just rewatch them after I finish watching them. And, and so <laughs> Parks and Rec is one of them. And, you know, throughout the show is about this small town politician, Leslie Note, played by Amy Poehler. And she's kind of an amalgam of all these different female politicians and one, you know, one of them being Hillary Clinton. And so, well, spoiler alert, but that show in the last season kind of time hops into year 2017 and beyond. Mm-hmm. And um, I spoke with the, the, the co-creator, Mike Sure. And he's a huge Chicago Cubs fan. Or he's a huge, or not, I'm sorry, not Cubs fan. He's a huge Boston Red Sox fan. He's a Theo Epstein fan. Okay. And who, you know, went over to the Cubs. Who's the architect of the Cubs Absolutely, team. Right. Right. And so he, in the show, I remember, like, he just, so many things that happened in 2016 were Parks and Rec predicted when the show finished in 2015. I think February 2015. And so one of them being uh, that the Cubs win the world. Like, that a bunch of characters are in Chicago in 2007, summer of 2017. And you know, the Cubs had just won the world series. So there, he was referring to 2016 world, world series. Wow. And he wrote that. I think he wrote that in 2013 or 2014. Wow. So he was way ahead. And in, the Cubs hadn't won the world series for over a hundred years. So, and was. they had just come off like an 80 or 90 lost season. so, right. I mean I talked to Mike Schur and he's like he's a fascinating guy to talk to he's, he's he's very you know you know knowledgeable about baseball and politics but uh yeah he's <laughs> it's just crazy how much if you watch the the show it's like there's the the deb- debate episode with uh, Leslie Nope and her opponent uh, Bobby Newport played by Paul Rudd and you know it's a lot like the the, the debates that happened during the presidential election there's uh and it there's just you know, I tweeted something out um, about when you know Donald Trump said the nasty woman comment. I was like, "Oh, that reminds me of something in Parks and Rec." So I tweeted that, and then Rachida Jones actually quoted my tweet, and it kind of took off.
1: Um, what other shows do you watch um, obsessively?
4: Oh. Uh, I, oof, this is embarrassing, but I watched The Office like all the way through. Okay. Oh,
0: Chris, Chris I, can relate. I, I can relate. Finally, I, you got me locked in now. I, I watched okay. The Office
4: all the way through. I mean, I I don't even want to say how many times.
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: Did you did you like the Al, uh
0: fettuccine alfredo episode? Oh, that was had, yes. Is that what you ate before your 5:30 I I left? think about it every time. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Before every race. That's what he thinks about during running. He thinks about writing the story in his head and fettuccine alfredo. Perfect. Yeah. No wonder you're you're falling short of
4: polls. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense now. <laughs>
1: Um, you've also interviewed a lot of like really cool people so far, as we've mentioned a bunch, like Kate Grace, the Centroids Molly huddle. Is there anybody left in your list in the running world that you want to talk to? Um,
4: that's a, that's a good question. I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of interest, you know, runners and I can also cover tennis. I think it lends itself to, since it's an individual sport, I think it lends itself to different, um, personalities. And, you know, I think, um, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of, there's a lot of people because I, you know, I didn't cover the Olympics in, in Rio. I, I was on the kind of like the blogging desk here, but any of like the, you know, I think a lot of runners have interesting stories. Like I'll, I'll say, you know, um, one of the stories I really enjoyed writing was um, with Flo Groberg, who's the medal of honor recipient. And he actually was a Walter Johnson and Marilyn Lum. Okay. Wow. And so he, that was, you know, we never overlap but we have you know mutual friends and so i think yeah i mean i i right off the top of my head i can't think of you know i i think there are a lot of runners and i think you know who would be interesting that to talk to i think and i don't think he would talk to media but alberto Salazar i think would be a very interesting person to talk to especially with the cuba connection yeah too. and and we we talked
0: about uh him on the show earlier and how, you know, he he was such a relevant figure during the Olympics with Galen Rupp meddling with Mo Farah with his double medals and his athletes doing so well. Matthew Sensowitz, obviously we talked about earlier and you never heard from him. And so I, I do think he'd be a tough get, but if you, if you could get him, man.
4: <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I mean, I, so, uh, we did, a one of my former colleagues wrote a, you know, 30 for thirties that we'd love to see. And I think he would be a fascinating 30 for
0: 30. No, no question. Yeah.
4: All right, Kellen. Well,
0: I appreciate you, uh, making the time for us today. Uh, you got a lot of great articles. Uh, are you on, you're on Twitter as well, right? I am. Yeah. So what's, what's the
4: Twitter handle? It's just my, uh, Kellen song. So it's, you know, my first and last name, K E L Y N S O O N G. Kellen song. And you, uh, can find all his
0: articles. They're archived on the Washington post website. Although I tried to start clicking on your articles, and then they said uh, you've read enough for today, and I they kind of <laughs> shut me out. So I, was I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I was disappointed.
2: In that. You need to have a subscription. Oh, for I got a subscription. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll I'll, I'll subscribe. Got to keep this brick and mortar in business. <laughs> I know that's true. All right, I was
0: gonna say maybe I'll take your parents' subscription <laughs> and log in under their name. No, I will get a subscription. Uh, I do love uh, getting that brick and mortar. But Washington I Post.
2: I thought what do you do? You buy like Farley has the Washington Post always at his house. What do you do? Buy it. Starbucks or something? I probably overpay for it at Starbucks. Yeah, why don't you just get a <laughs> <laughs> get a probably subscription. True. We'll get you set up. We'll yeah, get right.
0: you a subscription. <laughs> all right, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get 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 on you for that. All right, Callan, thank you so much for joining us. The article again is a sub-2 hour marathon once seen as impossible could happen much sooner than experts thought. Check that out. Check out all his other work on the Washington Post website. Dude, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. This was a lot of fun. A lot of fun to have you, man. There he goes. It's Kellen Sung of the Washington Post. This is Pace the Nation. We'll be right back. All right. Thanks again to Kellen Sung for joining us on today's program. Uh, again you can follow him on Twitter at Kellen Sung. It's K-E-L Y N S O O N G. I recommend following him because he does a lot of cool, fun, wacky running stories. I like the wacky running stories. I like the, the, the stuff is a little different. And sometimes he does stuff on Parks and Rec or or you know, maybe or <laughs> you know, other favorite sitcom. The, it sounds like there. there's
2: not going to be too many other sitcom stories. Uh, that's true. He says he watches two or three shows, and the only one he was would would. would ad- now the thing is, like he said, he was embarrassed to right. admit The Office. Is that really something to be embarrassed about? I
1: don't think so at all.
2: Yeah, I think I think The Office is great. I, I mean, that's I like agree. saying, well, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say this, but I really enjoy caviar. <laughs> right yeah, that's true uh that's true maybe he was embarrassed because he aligned
0: himself with me because <laughs> that uh, is he embarrassing knows, he Good knows point. that i'm the office in uh, office uh, or Mark.
1: maybe he was gonna say another show and then chicken that
0: chicken that yeah yeah uh well tweet us in kellen if if, if you have any other uh recommendations for sitcoms let yes let us let us let us know
2: yeah, exactly. Somebody who's that selective about their shows, whatever whatever that third show is that he watches has to be good. It's got to be good. All right. Well, we did have to change the time a couple uh,
0: a couple times today, so appreciate him coming in and you guys making it work. It was a bit of an odyssey for you g- coming over here this morning, uh, Joanna. We always love your transportation
2: and, uh, updates. I'm so glad you don't have a car yet. I thought you were getting a car.
1: Well, I mean, I am, but I have to go up to Maine to get it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I have to figure out when is I can do it. your brother's car? It's my sister-in-law's car. Okay. Yeah. Nice.
2: Although I reached out to her and am currently negotiating to outbid you. <laughs> 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 but you don't have... I'm going <laughs> to turn the car into an aquarium. <laughs> <You don't>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's about the size of an aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: don't have a car yet, so...
1: Uh, so you, this morning I did a track workout, okay. um, and Brag so we were, much, <laughs> well, cause we were trying to start at nine. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so I didn't want to move it cause I'd already moved it from yesterday. So I was like, I'm just going to get up. I'm going to, to knock this out. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I was a little late getting to the Metro because it was very cold this morning. So it, I was just like a little cold. Yeah. Uh, it so takes I, a little
0: longer to do everything in yeah. the cold weather. What does that mean?
1: It means that I sat like in my bed for after I took a shower for like 10 minutes and I sure. should yeah. have just been like walking the metro. But so I get Farley,
2: there. this is the girl who l- can for the yeah. cold weather. Can't, can't, can't wait. wait. Oh, I can't cold. wait. Yeah. I do. Give well, me the cold. Give me the cold. Yeah. And I, I oh, like cold weather in her bed.
1: Yeah. But I like being cold. But then I like getting warm. My problem this morning (laughs) was my hands. My hands were so cold and I had two pairs of gloves on. I really needed a good pair of gloves. But that's like a different topic. We can Uh talk about that later. But anyway. Back to the
0: transportation.
1: Transportation. So I get to the metro and I had just missed the train that I needed to be on um and then it was like 20 minutes for the next train so i'm like well i can't i can't do that because then i'm like thinking if i'm getting to Clarendon, then i'd make farley lake because he drives me from Clarendon to the studio mm-hmm. so then i'm like all right fine i'll get an uber and it was so expensive it was like double time so it was like a ridiculous amount for the uber but I like,
0: weather yeah. i mean it must have been it must have been the there's no other no, reason
2: rush hour okay yeah right. but so i've
1: taken ubers in rush hour before and it's never mm-hmm. this was like well
2: freezing could be it too people that walk to work are probably like oh, forget that's it. true yeah well forget i
1: it. i also think that the uber drivers conspired against me and they mm-hmm. like called each other up and they're like oh it's only half of us work so that we get like a nice mm-hmm. paycheck today yeah yeah uh,
2: that's probably although i don't know how the half that that aren't working how they win <laughs> well, they get paid. It's a big pool. Uh, they probably
0: pool all their money together, and so half. It's of the not how Uber yeah, pool works. Yeah, I don't
1: think that's how it works either. But like okay. maybe then like the next. I'd, okay, fine. So there's probably not a great conspiracy in the Uber. I like community. where you're trying
0: to go with that, though.
1: But anyway, so um my Uber driver like goes past me, and then he calls me. So I'm on the phone with him, and I hadn't looked at what his license plate number was, but I remembered it was from Maryland. So this car pulls up in front of me, and I I assume that it's my Uber driver. So like I get in, I say like Hi, I'm Joanna. And then and he just takes off, so then we're like five minutes down the road, and then he gets a call and he's like, "Oh, are you calling me?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not calling you." And then he, and then his phone is like, "Your passenger fare is calling you." So then this other girl is like, "You drove uh, past me," and then I'm like, "Oh no, I'm in the wrong Uber the wrong
0: car." <laughs> and then
1: the guy who was supposed to get into his car, then he calls me and he's furious. He's like, "Where are you?" Mm-hmm. So then uh, the other Uber driver had to take me back to where my actual Uber driver was. Then we had to switch. And what? you're
2: wondering why they doubled your charge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's never happened to me before. But I I did get in and say my name and I got Yeah, that's the on
2: them. G- that's on that guy. Yeah, and I have well, It's not on both the drivers. It's on that one driver.
1: Yeah,
0: and unless he was picking up another person named Joanna, mm-hmm. which is
1: in my opinion very unlikely.
2: Very unlikely. There's How not, many Joannas do you know?
1: Uh, I try not to know any Joannas. I know one. <laughs>
2: Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And and you try to actively avoid her.
1: <laughs> no, actually, I like her. She's another Italian Joanna. Uh
2: huh. So they tra- that. They shouldn't have charged you
0: double. I mean, that's well, no, fault. no,
1: the the fare was just. The first charges were active
0: for Yeah. Me. Okay.
1: Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. A, they didn't charge me double because of two different Ubers. It was just the the fare from Shaw to the studio was double.
0: Wow. Today. That is quite an odyssey. What I noticed coming over here was all the trash cans like blown. Mm hmm all over the street oh no and i thought i thought about like why why don't they make trash cans with really heavy lids so they don't blow all over the place
1: how would you put your trash in there
0: i didn't really think that through. <laughs> but uh, but you but uh, you see trash strewn everywhere on the street there's gotta be a solution yeah we should clean up this town <laughs> that's the solution it's it's not like it's not windy frequently uh, I th- I was thinking the heavy
2: lid might might do. Maybe you know another reason why you want to get those. Th- actually, you should get like a clasp. Okay. That's, that's uh, very easy for the for the better solution uh, sanitation like engineers to unclasp as they pick up the thing. Because you also want to do that because then the raccoons can't get in.
0: That's that's a, exactly why why isn't there a simple clasp that would uh, you know w- would lock your trash can? I, I don't I don't quite. Probably understand money. That. I don't know. Somebody's probably already thought that through. I just thought that on the way, where I saw trash cans pushed over, trash, you know, strewn everywhere around the uh, streets, and and it just looked like anarchy out there this uh-huh. morning. Maybe anarchy is a little strong word. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, there's places in this world where where there's like explosions and, and buildings all over yeah. the place. Uh, if we have a little bit of trash on a windy day, <laughs> yeah. All right. we I have bro- a good life. I Probably. So last week I mentioned
0: that I thought I had cracked the code on a new training method. Mm-hmm. Uh, I recall that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the running with the dog and mm-hmm. having my dog pull me so it ups my cadence and without using too much of my cardiovascular in- energy. Well, Satya, one of our loyal listeners, tweeted uh-huh. in an article from health.com. So you right. got to think it's, like, legit.
2: Right. It's not health.net. Right, exactly. It's, it's health.com. <laughs> it's a real yeah. real website. Joanna, if it was health.net, <laughs> I might not trust it.
1: <laughs> so, I would be inclined to trust it more if it was health.org. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh, exactly. Really? <laughs> well, health.com. So it's, it's somewhere in the middle of trust
0: right now. <laughs> Seems reputable. I checked. There are some other real reputable uh, articles on here. Anyways, they had uh, Running With Your Dog, 17 Do's and Don'ts. Uh-huh. And number uh, number eleven out of the seventeen was don't let the dog pull you. Right. Uh, the the their nose should be even with your knee and your arms should be straight down holding their leash right by the collar.
2: That says that's what the doctor says. But is that what the doctor says or is that what the, the dog whisperer says?
0: That's what the, the this
2: doctor because when who's you, writing this
0: article says.
2: But when you walk your dog, and I'm gonna yield to Joanna, the dog whisperer <laughs> right. of our table. But I, I believe the dog is supposed to not lead you, but supposed to walk uh, even with you or behind you, if if it's really disciplined. That's correct. So right. So maybe that's not a a mechanics thing. Maybe that's a uh, you know dog whistle. Well, they
0: they didn't mention any sort of like health problems, right? Either for the human or dog. They just said this is the way you do it.
2: Exactly. So let's get some more information here. Health well, dot- I, fi- <laughs> I figured com. it
0: was a health-related uh, 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 you know, article being that it was on health.com. Uh-huh. I assumed that it was probably unhealthy for either me or the dog. Probably
2: the dog. Um, but don't you think that uh, if it was unhealthy for the dog, it would be on uh, health.ruff? <laughs> so don't you think that when you write these lists like this though you know and you 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 come up with the idea you talk to the editor and we should have talked to kellen about this right and you say i'm going to come up with a list of 20 things you you probably have 12 good ones and then there's eight (laughs) of them you're (laughs) like all right let's just stretch this out yeah
0: why didn't why didn't they just stick with the 12 they they had to go to 17 yeah
2: so so when they got to 17 maybe they were just like you know what Let's just put on there don't let the dog lead you <laughs> next one you know so yeah if they don't have substance then, yeah, there isn't then any I'm not sure. real
0: they're, they're not referencing any sort of not uh, that
2: I'm not that I'm disparaging Satya's research I right. appreciate Satya for bringing <laughs> right. this to us to our attention well I don't see any like negative uh health
0: associated reasons that they that they that they reference here so but I assume it being on health.com it's probably not a good thing right Mm -hmm. had i not read this article i was going to ask kellen you know they're looking to do this sub two-hour marathon like will dogs be involved (laughs) yeah why not if you're trying to set this thing up why not have the dog lead you yeah
1: why not just um then have like a few dogs have some sleds some snow
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that seems that seems like cheating I think if the dog's but, just pulling hey, listen, you, that's not cheating. If
2: it's not going to be a certified course, you might as well just make <laughs> the elements work for you. That's that's true. Well, I appreciate uh, Satya uh, crushing
0: my dreams, tweeting me this article. Uh, I still did run with the dog this week, and I, I am trying to get her to run sort of more toward my side now. Good luck with that. Unsuc- <laughs> unsuccessfully, if you met London, you wouldn't be surprised.
2: You also try to get her not to jump them uh, yeah. on, uh, me, on and me and bite my <laughs> nose, <laughs> uh, but so far after 90 visits, that yeah. hasn't yeah. helped. Yeah, that's that's true.
0: Well, speaking of running, uh, Joanna is our uh, GRC New Balance liaison when it comes to um, our our racing team that's associated with the store. You did a nice recap for New Balance. You mm-hmm. talked about the, the year in review. That was a great year in review for GRC. Sure was. Uh, so when that, you say she did that, where did you do that? She's, she's going to send that, I guess, to New Balance.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a Google Doc right now.
0: Really well done. We're really well written. I was almost thinking that it should be somewhere. It should go somewhere other than just to New Balance. Health.com. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it has to do with health, but I guess neither of this. It was a good article. That you wrote, nonetheless, to New Balance. But the point I'm bringing up was, you had uh, some more information about a, a uh, cross country incident that mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we lead. Right, so let me, let me we guess. lead the league yeah. in like incidents. Let me guess. happening yeah. on the cross country
2: course. You, let me guess, you did a write up about Justin getting hit by a deer. <laughs> no. no. Oh, well, then you probably Eli. did a write up about Eli. Uh, getting socked in the face (laughs) during NCAAs Uh, no no there's another (laughs) cross country incident yes
1: yeah, it's been a rough year for cross-country. Again, people who say this isn't a contact sport, it's changing. Yeah, It's changing.
0: I agree. Don't listen to this podcast if, if you don't think it's a co- contact sport. Well, you think.
2: can listen to this podcast. It's okay. <laughs> All right.
1: um, so I thought this story was totally unbelievable, but um, one of the guys in the GRC team – so clubs is the big uh, the big race every year, and that's what – it's the club cross-country championships. It goes to a different course every year. So this year was in Tallahassee, Florida – uh they train all year for it they really get geared up for it they send uh the majority of the team down there and compete against other teams from all over the country and so this one guy in on the team Ryan um he he was on the A team he was having a great race and then he had
2: That A team?
1: That A team exactly yeah <laughs> No not
0: not with uh Mr. T no uh they had uh, an A team and a B team. For
2: anybody anybody wondering, we do have a nice <laughs> uh nine picture uh frame of the A team in studio. <laughs> which is very confusing for all the guests that come in because that's what they look at the whole time. <laughs> we, need, we
0: need cameras in the studio. We definitely need cameras in the studio. But carry on, not that uh, A team. Not
1: that A that team. Anyway, uh, so Ryan has uh, didn't finish the race, and I was like, man, what happened? So then I hear that in the middle of the race, Ryan got into an altercation with another runner from another team, and it ended in this other runner like chokeholding Ryan and then throwing him to the ground in the middle of a cross-country race.
0: So, what kind of altercation? I mean, that seems like a yeah. serious...
1: So, from what I heard, there was like a couple... You know, in, in cross-country race, it's some bumping. like... bumping. Yeah, yeah, there's like a lot of people, uh-huh. you know, paths are only so wide. So, there's like a little jostling for yeah. position. So, I heard that there was like a couple of elbows thrown. Maybe somebody cut somebody else off. Some words were exchanged. And then it escalated to this incident. Wow. Um, And then... So the the person who threw Ryan to the ground was none other than Nate Jenkins, mm-hmm. who's uh he used to run for Socony back in the day. Um and then he wrote about it on his blog.
2: Yeah? Yeah. What yeah. did he say? Could, Please yeah. tell me what he said.
1: Um so he, he describes the incident uh and he said that it was totally his fault.
2: Oh he he took ownership. Wow. He
1: took ownership of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, good for him. Yeah. I tell you what, kids. If you fess up to the crime, there's going to be a lot more forgiveness. Just fess up right away. I like it. Agreed. Even though this guy's probably older than me.
1: Well, so he, uh, he says, I sort of used my right arm and threw the guy to the ground. That wasn't really my intent. I just wanted to give him a good enough jolt so um, that we'd move on. But down he went. Because he was describing how they were kind of like jostling and, and mm-hmm. elbowing each other. And then he, he admits that he's an a-hole. That's what he said.
0: Wow. That's (laughs) big of him. I was going to say Nate Jenkins. I mean, there was a story about him um, in uh, Runner's World, about him being this mild-mannered school teacher in New England, you know, training for the Boston Marathon or training for marathons. Uh, This looks like a different side of him. Wow. But I'm glad he came. I'm glad he admitted it. Good for him.
1: Cross-country is fierce.
0: Yeah. It brings out, you know, the animal instincts in all of us, I guess. So did Ryan finish the race?
1: He actually didn't.
0: He did not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what
2: about the other guy?
1: He did.
0: Okay. Well, I, I will say the GRC men's team was 12th, mm-hmm. and the women's team was 6th. So all was not. it was all not a loss going down to Tallahassee to, to run that race. So congratulations to those guys. Sorry for Ryan, though. Yeah. But I'm glad Jenkins apologized. That's cool. Well. I'll give
2: him, I'll give, I'll give
0: him props for that.
2: The question is, did he apologize or did he at least own up to being the... All right. Well, you're right. In yeah, the wrong. I think it sounds like he owned up to it.
0: At least yeah. I don't
1: know that it. I'd use the word apologize okay. to describe okay. his blog post, but he right. did he didn't he talk it. about the incident. Yeah.
0: All right. Cross country. Definitely a contact sport.
2: Yeah. I think that uh, on the list of sports that, that parents will not let their kids do because <laughs> of injuries... Say, like, number one, football. You, you, like, yeah. you really don't want your kids to get into to football with all the concussions going on and all this kind of stuff. Number two has got to be cross country at, be this point. Two, at, <laughs> this at this point. This point. It's yeah.
1: overtaken hockey. Yeah. Oh, easily. E- yeah. yeah. No doubt.
0: All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a location in Princeton, New Jersey. If your holiday travels take you up to New Jersey, check out our location at 7 Palmer Square in Princeton.
2: Or if you live up in Jersey. Or if you live there. Yeah. Or if you're just passing through for non-holiday reasons. Yeah, for any reason at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, When you say it's for every run, is it for the long run? It is for the long run. Is it for the track workout? For the track workout. Is it for the eight-mile loop that goes by my house? (laughs)
0: Yes, for sure that your dog is dragging you on. Yes. Mm -hmm.
3: All right, well, your story mm. checks out. Yeah. It sounds
0: like it's for every it's run. for
2: every run. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, uh, before we get out of here, guys, I, I wanted to wish former guest Louis Kent the best of luck as he competes in the World Beer Mile Championship this weekend. Um, where,
1: where is it being held?
0: It's back in Austin, Texas. I'm mm-hmm. hoping that he Wait, can, this weekend? It's this weekend. So I'm going to Austin this are weekend. Are really? Yes. Nice. All right, so if you could... Uh, Go and route, uh go and root uh Lewis Kent on. Love to see him get his world record back. They he they Brooks made him a special makeup uh pair of Hyperions hmm. uh, that are Lewis Kent Beer Mile Hyperians, its favorite racing shoe. So, Docs, go check out uh, Lewis this weekend in Austin.
2: Give me the details on that. Right, send right, me we'll the give, details. We'll,
0: I'll send you the details on that. So good luck to him. He's lost his world record, but hopefully he can regain it this weekend because I know he's fit and ready to go. All right, guys, episode 85 in the books. Thanks to Kellen Sung for joining us today on the program. You can follow him at Kellen Sung on Twitter. You can also see his most recent writing in The Washington Post about running... The two-hour marathon the sub two-hour marathon so thanks again to kellen sung for joining us thank you guys for changing the schedule once again my co-host joanna and Docs. another great show in the books and thanks to the listeners looking forward to next week's christmas show with our intern kelly until then this is Space the nation we'll see you next week
2: You can tear down any any the, any people right, when you think about you know? it that way. Yeah, I I tend to go with except like- for mine because my only interest <laughs> is is holding myself up in my house and not talking to people. And there's nothing wrong <laughs> which with which is that. weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We got to get you out for the holiday season.
1: Do you know that you if you're uh, a nun in the Catholic Church, you can apply to be a hermit nun? So like you don't have to live in a, in a cloister or convent and you don't like, you don't actually have to like go out into the community. Like your, your job will just be to like live away Mm -hmm. and just like read the Bible and stuff.
2: I did not know that.
1: Yeah. I always thought that sounded great.
2: Joanna, are you going to become a nun?
1: No, I thought about it when I was in high school. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And why don't you want to be a nun?
1: Um, well, I want lifestyles too fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too fast of a lifestyle. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Can't keep up. Yeah, I actually love What's cutting, big deleting ones? big chunks. <laughs> yeah. I, it's is, it's, yeah. it's it's like uh, it's like Dana pouring laundry detergent on her laundry. That's right. She used to be a
0: what? That's right.
2: She's One like, of our friends. She she says she gets a, a weird feeling in in inside her when she pours the right. laundry detergent on top of her such a good laundry. memory hilarious and she she shared that information thinking that everybody got this feeling i
1: know (laughs) (laughs) all right
2: so my my weird feeling is like when i delete like a 10 minute (laughs) chunk of the uh, of the podcast all at once i'm like yes
1: um what did we decide was the price limit for the yankee swap
2: thousand dollars up to not over (laughs) 20 bucks 20 bucks okay do you guys know who leroy jenkins is no. No. <laughs> Do you know who that is?
1: Uh no.